bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm Gary Prenovo, your host of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Season 7 of Franchise Canada Chats will feature interviews with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders sharing key insights and expert advice on navigating challenges on their path to success. Franchise Canada Chats is brought to you by FranNet, Canada's franchise matchmaking experts. At FranNet, we help you to build your optimum business model, then we introduce you to well-suited franchise options, then most importantly, we coach you through all aspects of your research so that you can arrive at an informed and defensible yes or no decision. Hello, everybody in Canadian franchise land. This is Gary Pranovo. I'm guest host for the Franchise Canada Chats podcast for season seven. And it's our pleasure today to be hearing from uh, Jamie Barube of WP Creations. So she found her way into franchising through, uh, I believe it was an article, and she started as a franchisee in 2008 and, and then eventually became the franchisor in 2013. So a very interesting transition that not a lot of people make. Before that, Jamie worked for Wells Fargo Financial, and with the fall of the mortgage crisis was happening in the U.S., she didn't feel that her employment was stable, so that helped her to look at a plan B and come into franchising. And then a month and a half later, it became her plan A, uh, because that right then, uh, Wells Fargo closed operations, and she had to make this, this plan of self-employment work. So it, who knew it took you on the path that it has, Jamie? So welcome. And uh, tell us, tell us please a little bit about that journey and the, 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 how your, your banking experience led to being successful in franchising. Yeah, I, I always think it's funny that I heard about the franchise through uh, an offer in a newspaper um, that I followed up on. I mean, I guess you never know where things are going to lead you. And um, when Wells Fargo had closed, uh, you know, it, it made sense for me in this franchise because I had had a one-year-old and that was my hook. Um, for me, I was looking for something that I needed some flexibility and um, I was with a, a previous bank to Wells Fargo and they had already gone through a restructuring. So at a young age in my career, I had realized that I didn't have all the control of where I worked. So when I seen some signs at Wells Fargo that things were changing and I was hearing more about what was happening in the economy, uh, you can go out and get another full-time job or you can consider being your own boss because if I do well and I control my actions, um, then I'm not out of a job. Um, so that was kind of the basis as to, to why I looked into franchising. I had had this handprint done for my little one. It's how I heard about the model and felt that it suited my life. Uh, the big thing that made me successful in banking was I had to learn a lot about relationships. And I went from various positions within the bank. I was um, talented in, in our technology at the time, um, always curious, always had that growth mindset, was always learning and helping others, and went from um, administrative to funding to underwriting and then into sales. And I did very well in the department I was with, but I genuinely always wanted to help people. I always wanted to find out how to do something and how to be a resource to them. And I think that that skill greatly helped me when I started my franchise journey because 
I already had the mindset of figuring things out. I could independently understand that I was responsible uh, to make things happen. So I think when buying a franchise, it is a system, it is established. Um, you hope for some support. Um, the product's already there. But I also knew that I was the right person uh, to make the, my success happen. You know, and, and I, I, I find that uh, fascinating. A couple of different elements, what you just shared. The one of the things you said is not having the control that you wanted to have over your career direction. And that was recession 2008 was just heading in. And where are we at now where there's the R word is bubbling up and how many people are wondering about that? Gee, do I have the control? And a lot has happened since since 2008, 2010 where jobs have gone from long-term contracts or, you know, multi, multi-year to two or three years is a long time in a job now. So I yeah. think there's a lot more people thinking about that. So no, there are listeners. So, so um, any tidbits of advice as, as you can share today, as we go through this discussion, that'll be very helpful for them. Um, the other element was mindset um, that you said it make things happen, but you also just said, and I think this is really important for our listeners, Jamie, it's not up to the franchisor to make the business work. The franchisor provides the system processes and brand. The franchisee has to do that work and that heavy lifting, figuring it out with the support. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't necessarily identify that fully at the time. I think it gave me a bit of confidence to take the step, to take the risk, because especially when you're not familiar with business ownership, it can feel scary. But as long as you understand you yourself are the ones who can make that success, have confidence in yourself, then it's really not as scary. You should be scared of yourself if you're not willing to to, to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit deeper. When you think about um, the franchise model that you bought and and you, you bought it, I, I, I can extrapolate because you felt more stable in doing that than in a big corporation. Tell us about that, please. Um, yeah, I just, I was just at a point where I honestly, I felt a little bit resentment because you, you grow up having to have this planned in your post-secondary education to get these great jobs where corporate restructuring, the economy, I just felt shot down. Mm -hmm. I felt defeated. Well, what did I grow up for? This isn't easy. Right. Because we all think growing up is easy. Um, <laughs> so having moved into to franchising, I just honestly felt that um, it just puts that control back into my world. And and one of the things we shared uh, pre-session today was how important that control is for your family um, and that work-life balance. So. So in your early days as a franchisee, tell us please a little bit about um, how you were able to make that come together. Um, sometimes I still wonder how that magic happened. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it goes back to, I, again, that self-discipline. And I take ownership of things that happen in my life. I am not a finger pointer. Um what uh, th there was a book that I had read and, and something that stands out to me 
is um, being accountable for everything. Even if it's, quote, somebody else's fault, um, we can all, if we have the mindset of what could I have done differently, um, has really uh, supported me uh, in being able to manage a business and children. And I have to say, it was a little bit of a side note, an interesting journey that I took on becoming a business owner because at the time I had had a one-year-old and everything was all great in that world until it wasn't. And we had a, a lot of, a lot of um, medical complexities that came into his world and as well with my subsequent children. So um, to run uh, the most successful franchise in Canada with three kids under four and having a red carpet rolled out at two children's hospitals to serve their various needs is a little bit mind boggling, Um, but it comes down to support, Um, being able to ask the people that are in your circle, whether it be your professional circle, friend circle, family circle, um, being able to ask for help. I find sometimes that we think we have to do it all, but I didn't get to where I am today without asking for help. Um, So through that journey of being very self-disciplined, confident in myself, trying to understand what I could do better and learning to ask for help when I needed, um, that's really what helped me not only be a successful franchisee, but I was also able to take some of my success and begin working with a franchisor very early on, maybe a year to two years after my franchise ownership. I started working with her, I call it my free internship, to be able to help build onto our system so that we could further support others. And as mentioned, I really like helping people. Um, And so I took that, (laughs) I took that very seriously. And it's a big part of why I'm I'm sitting here today in the role that I'm in. Um, The when I think about the you talked about support in the inner circle and the professional circle. Uh, I my thoughts go to so many people who um, the I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna buy a franchise. My wife or my husband will just go along with it, and in the end, they do months of research. In the end, it's like you're not spending our retirement money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, what advice do you have for people who are just starting on this journey about involving their family? How to get their family involved in in being aware of the 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 desire to become an entrepreneur. Um, I think it's very important to involve everybody that could be affected by this immediately in the research. I hear a lot of uh, when people are wanting to buy our franchise, they want to look into it first and then talk to their partner. But I think it's a journey. I think if you're a team, you start as a team in the beginning uh, because it gives an opportunity to help everyone determine why this this may or may not work for the family, but also what kind of supports could be needed. And I think you get a greater buy-in and you get more help from your your support circles by including them in the early stages, not just waiting until you want to buy it and then you're you're trying to just negotiate the the money part of it or I need help last minute. There's planning and organizing that um, are required when you're making this kind of decision. And and I've always advise our clients it's not only is it getting the the support but it's also understanding what are their goals their fears that you have to answer in order to get them on board um so so that becomes really important and and um, because launching a business is going to compete for time isn't it it is going to compete for time for for everything that with the family um 
the the um, when we talk again, let's go back to mindset and figuring things out. And you you just touched on how you started working with the franchisor in the early days to to start building the systems. That's unusual for a young franchisee first couple of years in. So the desire to help people, what else was driving that? Well, um, with the children having a lot of medical complexities, it's a bit of a unique story that um, I never thought I would be a mother to a special needs child. And I'm honored to say that I am because the experience, however challenging, has been very uh, fruitful for what I can um, learn and how I've grown as a person. So to to sum it up, uh, with his medical condition, the doctors didn't understand the whys. They knew how to help keep him alive, quite literally. Um, but they had to continue in um, many different ways doing so, and they didn't know why. And it wasn't until uh, a few years ago, actually, that the defective gene was discovered um, for both of my children, giving them a better understanding of what to expect and um, how they could continue supporting um, my children. So that was a very difficult journey to try to navigate a medical system of unknown. Also, because they didn't know, there was no quote diagnosis um, in his school, uh, the schools also we had to try to work together as a team to figure out how to support him when there was no no precedent or no understanding of of what they could do um, and how they could support his rights still to an education and supportive environment. So through the hospital system, through the education system, it was all about just trying to figure it out, try to work together. So when I look at franchising, because um, I was successful in my own location, uh, the founder and I, being that we were in close proximity, we were trying to figure out how can we take what I was doing to help others. And I feel like that's what we were doing in the system. It was all about just trying to figure it out. So I think I, you know, at the time I, I didn't realize it, but I lived in a life where every single moment was just trying to figure out something new. How are we going to do this? How are we going to support people? How are we going to make it easy? And also I had to learn that everybody thinks and acts differently. So um, I was able to take some of those life skills and inadvertently the founder created the product, but I created the system of support and ongoing training. Talk about a, 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 as you called it, your internship, but what a foundation of life experience to bring to uh, enhancing and, and, and growing the franchise system. So so the, the transition from franchisee to franchisor, um, like I said, not a lot of people do that. So you, sometimes it's referred to as coming over to the dark side. Uh, so <laughs> So tell us a little bit about about that uh, that journey and and in in the frame of what were the big ahas? What changed uh, from the the focus of of serving the customers or whoever? Okay, so um, we ended up having a great relationship together, uh, the founder and I, and uh, officially made our partnership real in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, but because I always had that figured out mindset, by the time she was ready to retire in 2016, there really was no training because I had already naturally done everything. And I had invested such an internship before our true partnership 
that it was just a natural transition. It just, she called me one day, it was almost, this was going to happen. And it was scary and exciting. And I seen it as an opportunity still because there were more things that I wanted to do in the system. And at that age, I thought, um, you know, I could take it on and do it all. Still a little bit naive. I'm not going to lie. Um, and uh, I definitely experienced some challenges uh, that I don't think I had anticipated. Um, when I was young, and yes, I had life experience, but I was still learning. And I was grateful for the personal growth and development that I had done, but there's still so much more to a leader than that. There is the ongoing um, training that you need and to be able to be a good mentor, a good coach, a good leader, and to understand truly how uh, people need support in different ways and they learn in different ways. Uh, so given my age and given that I, I jumped to that position from a peer-to-peer standpoint, uh, it was a little bit challenging. Um, our franchise had grown quickly prior to my arrival, and so it had dropped pretty quickly because we didn't have the supports at the time. So there was a little bit of animosity in the system, and being the youngest person in the company to then being franchisor, it doesn't necessarily equate to a lot of full trust and confidence yet. So I had to overcome that, and that was actually a really, really big barrier. Uh, I'm happy to say today we're in a lovely place. We're definitely uh, a family now. But my challenges over the past couple of years are I got so confident at that point and earned their trust that I thought I had to do it all. And I realized that's not sustainable, nor does that equal growth, because you need the support of others. Uh, I need to step back to be able to oversee the business to see new opportunities so I had to learn how to trust to let people in to to teach them how to do other aspects of the business and to allow them to make those mistakes and flourish and I realized that the opportunities that came to our brand by allowing other people in to understand the brand and to add more value to the brand uh, was incredible enjoying the episode so far Franchise Canada also has bi-monthly newsletters full of franchise opportunities. With Franchise Canada e-news, new content gets sent directly to your inbox and you can keep up to date on the newest episodes of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast that you're listening to right now. Plus, you get a free subscription to Franchise Canada magazine. Join the 19,000 fellow franchisees, industry leaders, and aspiring entrepreneurs by subscribing at FranchiseCanada.online. Now, back to the episode. Uh, as as you you talk about the that uh, change in awareness from I I had to do it all to um, trusting the people that whole journey. So many franchisees and entrepreneurs uh, when they come in, it, they they do wear that it's up to me, and they're stuck working in the business. And and you you're you've um, made that transition to working on the business. So what what advice would you give our listeners for starting that journey or starting the the making the components of that journey possible? I really understanding the areas that you do best in the areas that could afford opportunity for somebody to be better than you is important. Um, it, it allowed me to slowly transition into that. Um, and then I didn't feel like I was giving away 
and this was for me and this could be different for everybody, but it wasn't giving away what I still was holding on to too tightly. And then as I found the right people for those areas and they flourished, it made it easier for me to learn and let go of some of the other things I do. Um, it's not just about having the right person and training the right person because remember, I started this journey on creating the systems. So for me, it's also important to have to build a system as I brought in the person and trained the person, I built a system so that when and if that person transitioned and I had somebody else, I already had almost a training platform for them to make it easy for me to then bring somebody else on board. So it's it's building it it's that that ongoing you build the system, but then it's the ongoing training and development, um, and and this is where again back to a lot of franchisees. Oh, I just have to learn the basics. I have to get it, and then I'm okay. Yeah. But I, I I believe strongly as as an owner, and in, in my book, all all the top franchisees that they treated learning as I've achieved this level of learning or growth or opportunity, whatever it is. What's next? And they they don't let themselves get into that comfort zone. A lot of people fall into the comfort zone. Hey, this life is pretty good. I'm just going to coast. That doesn't bring any financial gain. That will dissipate. Even if you're doing well, that will change. And um, eventually it'll catch up to you. I mean, and I think the pandemic is one of those things that we've seen because we were always striving to do better and to grow and have that work-life balance at the same time. But that's a big part of why our, our company is still here today and doing well was because we were always growing. We believe in that growth mindset. And and evolving as well by the sounds of things, your systems evolve and process evolve. Um, so, so coming back to the, now you're helping people uh, assess your franchise and you're awarding franchises. What advice do you give to people now about researching? Um, what are the, some of the most important things they need to pay attention to, Jamie? You really have to understand that the franchise that you're wanting to work with has to provide you with support. You want to understand what kind of ongoing supports that they provide you. And I think it's even a good idea to ask them, how do they receive their support? Because I, I think that having a mentor, having a leadership team, a coaching team, I share with uh, my franchisees that we have different coaches and consultants that we work with all the time because in order for us to keep growing and doing better for the system we need that help too and so you want to make sure that your company that you're looking into is uh, will share that information with you they may not share exactly who but they have to be transparent I think that Maybe they feel a little vulnerable to say they get help too, but I actually don't see that as a bad thing. Understand how you'll be supported and how they're supported too. Uh, the the interdependence that is franchising in a good franchise system, there's the franchisor, what you provide, the coaching and training. And then just like you in, in your early days, you bubbled up your best practice and started working with the franchisor. So how much do you enable uh, the franchisees or, or get that fostering of discussion where they're helping each other? Because that's an important component of the interdependence. Abs isn't it? Absolutely. We love our buddy systems. They work well. 
Uh, we share our wins. We're truly a family that support one another. Um, honestly, I, as much as our team loves reaching out to, to us to speak with us, it, they almost don't always need to because of the supports we have in place and because they really love communicating with one another and sharing their best practices. They see the value of obtaining that information from the supports that are already there. So, so the the culture when people are investigating options, what's the culture of the of the franchisor from a support perspective, franchisor to franchisee and franchisee to franchisee within that system? Yeah, honestly, we're equal. Um, I often when I'm communicating, I say we, because I I do feel like a we, and I don't know if it's just because I was a franchisee, or really if I'm on their same team, we share the same goals. Interesting that that not all franchises operate like that, and and a lot of people's perception is is us and them, right? So that's a the, how much is that we spirit in within that for people who are looking. Any other key um, elements of advice? Any other areas where it's really important for them to figure out before they buy? You really have to understand who you are as a person and why you're wanting the franchise. Uh, life is full of journeys. It's or our life is a journey, and it's full of curveballs. And I think sometimes we're looking for a change, um, but perhaps that change is a little bit of a band aid. We think that that's the solution, and if anything, it, it's not. Um, I can sometimes equate it to you know having that, getting a puppy or having another or another child, and you think that that's going to make everything better, but sometimes some opportunities can make it harder. You really have to understand why it is you want to jump into franchise ownership, why you want to buy a business and why you think franchising is right for you. Uh, that's very, very important. Sometimes we just need a change in life, but we have to really deeply understand uh, the kind of change that we're looking for to make sure that it's the right one that suits us. I, I, I advise clients a lot about um, the why component and what are you moving away from no longer serves you. That's what drives the change. Um, but that's very dangerous to buy a business, any business at that point, um, because you're not connected with where you're going. So what's what that what's the destination you want to achieve through business ownership? Uh, so both are equally important. What's what's the why do I want to change? But we're because running a business is hard work. It, and but, most people underestimate how hard it is, don't they? Absolutely. It is very hard work. Um, but if your your why is in line and you found the right franchise that is in line with your values, beliefs, culture, and it provides the support that you're looking for, then it's a pretty good start. What about passion? Like, ah, yes. So yeah, yeah, do what you love, the money will follow. How would you respond to that? I'll share what my views are, but I'd like to hear your views first. Okay. So I find that very fascinating, especially for me in particular, because when I had this handprint done of my son, when I heard about it through the newspaper, had the handprint done, I was fascinated by the concept of this franchise. With that said, I always thought I would work outside of the home. My children would be in daycare. I never thought I, 
I would work um, from home. So when I bought this business as a plan B, I bought it as a business. I loved helping people. I love sales. I love success. I love meeting goals. I, I love our product. I love it more now, but then I did not necessarily buy it because I loved making these keepsakes. I find that very fascinating because everyone who owns one of our franchises, they absolutely love the product. They have a lot of it. They want to share it with the world. I bought it as a business, but as a franchisor, I realized that in my business, I'm an anomaly. It's not common. It's it's for those who really want to do well in our business, they always they love the product. So I think I think you have to have a passion of some sorts. It just may not be what it is. I had a passion for success in business. Whereas some people, maybe their passion is the product, and that's really what they want to push. Is anyone different or better than the other? It, that, that's a great question, and that, that's a really important question for our, our listeners to to really consider. In in the book research, I interviewed some of the top franchisees in North America with some systems, and and likewise the CEOs. And the subject of passion was a key part of it. Um, and what and what my personal belief was reaffirmed with with these interviews, the passion. The, the belief, there has to be belief in the value proposition, absolute conviction in, in what the value of the product or service. But the passion for ultimate uh, really high success, very similar to what you said, I love what is the passion for the work it takes to put that product or service in the customer's hands. And so that's where you talk about sales, you're, you excelled at those activities, the work, and you happen to believe in a product. So uh, for for my message to our, our audience is love the work it takes because if you want to grow a business versus grow a practice if you're just doing all the work yourself you're you there's only so much you to go around but when you love the work it takes to get that out you can build an enterprise absolutely and my passion for the product now having gone through it i always knew of the value but it's we could have another whole podcast about that it's exponential what it can do so um it's definitely flourished and i love everything about our organization and and you're 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 very lucky to have that both the passion absolute passion for the product and for the, the work it takes and now you're helping other people realize that dream that's that's really cool um what were the biggest lessons the biggest um, but biggest positive lesson, like, oh, this was awesome, and biggest challenge that you had to overcome? The positive lesson for me was I was so focused in one direction, one career direction in my life that I almost missed out on the opportunity that I had just being with my children, having that flexibility to really be able to put them first and still have success. I never really thought about that before. So it definitely was a, a blessing, a journey that it's taken me on. And I have zero regrets. And I'm very grateful for every additional memory that I captured and then not only created for families. Um, the challenge is it's hard to own a business and have children and, in our case, work from home. There is a, a lot of skills that you have to learn uh, to make that happen and to make it successful. And um, sad but true, 
when the pandemic happened, I thought now the world understands what it's like to work from home. It's not as easy as you think. <laughs> it seems lovely, but there was a lot of challenges to, to make that successful. Um, so over uh, well over a decade later, I can say I've successfully overcome that challenge. But I really found that to to be a blessing, but to be a struggle to figure it all out. But from the very beginning of the discussion today, figuring it out is by the sound of things what you love to do. Yeah, and I did. I figured it out. And again, we could have another whole conversation of how you need to start your day to enjoy your day. But we'll pause on that. Okay. Uh, the the I'd love to hear that offline. Um, <laughs> what what's next, Jamie, for you and your business? Well, we are going to be working on our multi-unit ownership um, because it is we've identified the challenges that. Our brand attracts many individuals who have the passion, who have the growth mindset, who want to have the opportunity to, to work from home, uh, but maybe don't excel in, in all areas. So we, as um, single owner operators, they've done it all. And we've learned in our home office that we can't do it all. So we're taking our franchise ownership to the next level where we will be working with our team to be able to get supports in for their business in areas that best suit their needs, uh, but to also then grow their operation where they are owning and managing multi-units. Um, and that may start at potentially a corporate level. We actually don't have corporate locations that we operate because as franchisee to franchisor, um, I've done that. I've even opened up to flagship stores temporarily to pilot something new, and then we we transfer them over. But we we don't operate any at the moment. So we are going to be taking on that model ourselves so that we can, again, further support and guide our franchisees in following a similar concept. So it's not just going to be the, the, the single stay-at-home operation anymore. So, so are so you're looking for people who want to scale? So possibly new people in some of the existing franchises you have help them achieve that next level of growth. That's right. Very cool. Um, there's a a great book called The Four Disciplines of Execution by uh, Sean Covey and uh, Mister. I can't remember Mister. McChesney's last name or first name, but um, great book for your franchisees to read. Okay, thank so, you. Of course, mine, but <laughs> and, and then probably one of the best books of all time for small business is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Uh, yes, I've heard of that. I haven't read it yet, and I am a reader. I can read a book a week. I love reading. You you will you are living part from what you describe, building the systems and process, you are living parts of the E-Myth. And um it's taking it to the next level. Uh, I, I just franchising is built on those principles. Uh, so having your franchisees go from working in the business to working on the business because of executing the systems and any franchisee, any prospective franchisee, read those two books. Okay, very good. Good advice. Thank you. What would you ask you that I haven't asked you today, Jamie? What would I ask you? That's a great question. There's always that trick question at the end. 
I asked, asked every one of my interviewees for my book that question. Got some great, very I, different answers. Do I always like what I'm doing? Great. Okay. And? Most days. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves that not all days, when you go back to it being hard work, sometimes it's so hard, you wonder if you're doing a good job at it. And that's where your mindset really needs to, you have to have strong values to be able to remind yourselves of the milestones that you have accomplished. And when we go through these sessions and we talked about where we were to where we are today and to what our future growth is, um, those are the things I need to remember on those hard days. But some days it's hard. It's hard. And I think that is actually normal and it's okay. And it's a true, honest feeling that I want others to know. Um, we all have them. It, it goes back to what you were saying earlier on about um, the reason why people make a change, being prepared for that hard work. Um, every business, every job has stuff that you don't like to do, but it's got to get done. If the stuff you don't like to do starts to weigh, outweigh the stuff you do like to do, then that's not going to be a happy place. But if you, if you have, hey, I get a lot more of the stuff that I really enjoy and I got to put up with this just at certain days as you say okay it's one of those days right <laughs> the, the, so but it's people who are looking at business understanding what it is that hey i'm doing it because i want this and this is what i enjoy doing the business needs this um whatever the less ex exciting stuff is and, and as you said earlier on for everybody's different in how what they bring to the table and how they process information yeah and i find those opportunities those days that are the hard days I know just through experience now that when I'm feeling that way, something good is coming. It's forcing my mind open to think differently. And maybe it's just simply getting help in that area. It's not fulfilling me anymore because we have these new opportunities that we're working on. Um, so those feelings of being uncomfortable, not liking the day, if you switch it to the right mindset, you can have confidence that they're there for a reason and they're telling you something and you just really need to to listen to what that could be. And sometimes I just say, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow just, you know, we all just have those days. And and they're allowed. Um, I was raised on the um, the principle that lessons will keep us keep on coming at us 10 ways from Sunday until we learn the lesson. The universe is gonna keep on dropping those challenges in our lap. And sometimes they're good challenges, sometimes they're not so good. So being that growth mindset that you talked about, being open to those and embracing them, what's the lesson within the win? What's the lesson within the the failure? Because they're both come with business ownership, doesn't it? Yeah, most said they sure do. Um, any final thoughts, any words of wisdom that you would offer our audience, either as prospective franchisees or fellow franchisors? Never come to a discovery call without questions. <laughs> um no i i have nothing else this is great I, I love that i could share my story i hope that i help uh those who are considering franchising and i mean it when i say always have questions because i think that there's a lot that you can learn about um who it is that you're going to be working alongside of who's part of your team so thank you for for having me on this podcast
And thank you for participating and having questions. Isn't that tying back to what you said about being willing to ask for help? Part of the question is where do right. I go for help, right? That's yes. Franchisees and franchisors. You, you, you said something. I just want to anchor back because I think it's really important. Not a lot of franchisors do or not enough franchisors do, at least at the at the younger stages is, gee, I don't, where do I go for help? You invest in yourself and your team you bring in outside people. You said that, if I heard you correctly. Mm -hmm. so, well done. That's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on behalf of the Canadian Franchise Association, thank you again, Jamie, for, for joining us and sharing your story. And here's wishing you continued success. And I look forward to learning more and following you because I, I do want to talk to you after. Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Franchise Canada Chats. Catch up on every episode of Franchise Canada Chats on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your audio media. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchise success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit FranchiseCanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada eNews while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca.